Star Wars sessions. Probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. The Star Wars sessions podcast. Part that he loves a good Star Wars session. Absolute legends of Star Wars sessions. This is the way. This is the way. Please welcome your hosts, Matt Hudson and Luke Bly. This is when fun begins. Good morning, afternoon or evening, wherever you are in the galaxy and welcome to Star Wars Sessions. Come for the Star Wars, stay for the Sessions. My name is Matt Hudson, aka Jabba the Hud, and joining me here as ever in the cockpit of the Essex Falcon, he's the greatest Star Wars man, fan and buddy out there. He is wearing one heck of a t-shirt tonight. It's Master Blywalker, Luke Bly. How are you, sir? Oi, oi, Savaloy. Yes, mate. I'm all right. I'm all right. I've had a lovely Star Warsy weekend. I mean, mm. not only did Andor just come out last week and we went to the flipping event, that was amazing, uh. but just soaking up the Andorness, you know, and that's, you know, spoiler alert, that's pretty much what we're doing this this episode this yeah. main episode here what episode are we on now like 176 177 oh my word wow 177 we are crushing it something poetic about that 77 you know magic numbers 77 and all that mate yeah mm. well mm. you said you had a star warsy weekend uh, at the end of last week some of our social followers may have seen why i know why because i'm very jealous what on earth have you been doing, mate? Tell everyone how cool your adventure was. Yes, well, I was uh, fortunate enough to go to the Return of the Jedi um, screening and live performance from the London Symphony Orchestra. That's mad. The Ro- mate, uh, it was unreal. And it was at the uh, Royal Albert Hall in central london which is one of the most beautiful venues uh, globally it's it's known for being very very uh well known and stunning venue um oh my word matt i like just thinking back to i'm like man they actually saw that live like so they they played they played the film and had subtitles and you 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 still heard like the dialogue but all of the music was performed live in oh. in the hall and it was emotional really emotional and there are even bits where you know in jedi when um yoda luke goes back to dagobah and he sees yoda and yoda's like poorly he's he's just older yep. and yoda's like oh why are you looking at me different you know i know i'm old and come on bro even with, like that 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 scene i've never really got emotional at like i love mm-hmm. the scene but i've never got emotional at it but the music being played live yeah. in the room—I don't know what it was—but I was like, I was like, man, this is this is power. This is so powerful, so yes. powerful. Yeah, Matty boy. Um, I hope they do Phantom Menace there. I'd love to see Phantom Menace there. Maybe next I year. I would love to see any of them. I think I've said on this show, well, maybe the Patreon show that we had tickets. Me, my brother, my dad, I think my uncle. We had tickets to the one in 2020, which I think. Some people kept their tickets and they were able to change the date. I think we had tickets to go to this, um, but it was, you know, it was two years ago now. So uh, the tickets were traded back in. So we were going to go to it. And um, I'm so glad you got to experience it because it's the feel good film of the year. 
but oh, you know, whoa. firstly, some sessions presence right there. But I would have, I would have loved to have seen this. So I am so jealous. And to get, it's not like Star Wars soundtracks need further appreciation. But if there's any way to to absorb and indulge even more in John Williams' work, is to be there in the room so you can hear every little detail from all of the instruments from some of the world's greatest players all around you. And the acoustics in that place are second to none. The acoustics in the yeah. Albert Hall are bonkers good um so i'm very very jealous that you got to go there mate and as long as you weren't bothered by anyone you know who recognized you from the from a bit above <laughs> yeah you celeb twin, son, twin sons collecting i only saw this like once i got home once i got home <laughs> i saw we were like a dm uh or in in someone's story i think it might be i don't know i don't know but it was twin sons collecting Land. saw me like taking some pictures while i was in the hall because they were in one of the upper tiers and he was like oh hey i'm sorry if this is really creepy but <laughs> i hope you enjoyed it i was like no nah, i ain't creepy mate you i was like should have come and said hello but he was like no nah, i had to like quickly get out of there for parking <laughs> reasons and stuff but um wow i mean it was it was a surreal night really 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 surreal night beautiful nice. evening um, and do you know what? I, this is going to sound really stupid and this is going to sound like a really, really obvious one. But um, I always knew that the music was kind of like omnipresent in the Star Wars films, right? Yeah. Like they're, they're always, it's always kind of there. And it's one of the reasons why these films are so successful, right? It's John Williams score. Yeah. It, I'll, I'll, again, I don't mean to sound dumb, mate, but like I did not realize just how much these guys are playing music during the film like they, they yeah. do, it's oh, yeah. like they do not get a break mm-hmm. they're just constantly yeah. you know on their instruments you're like wow they, this is non this is non-stop but you don't and that's always what makes the show so good as well that it because they're not it's not just here's music for two minutes and now we're gonna sit here for 10 minutes oh quick musical cue you know you say no. it's just there and you, you, you've seen them so many times your brain just it, it just becomes part of the fabric, part of the furniture. But yeah, like you say, when you're in and around it so intimately, then it's what an experience, man. So true. So true. So yeah, I'd strongly recommend that to anyone whenever the next one comes up. I'm going to do it, mate. Like I said, hopefully Phantom Menace. I think our um, our boy, oh, Jamie Richards. Jamie Richards was like, I hope to do Phantom Menace next. Jamie. I was like, yes, Phantom Menace. I'm there. Let's mate, Jamie, you, Jamie, me, you, Bly, you're buying the tickets, Jamie. We'll all be there to watch the Phantom Menace and we'll be, we'll all be uh, harmonizing with the jewel of the face. Oh, we'll all be oh. there. We'll be having it. We'll be kicked out after five minutes, but <laughs> it will be a great night. But, um, well, yeah, I'm very, very jealous. So I'm glad you had a really nice time, my friend. I mean, I didn't, I mean, last week I didn't get to do anything Star Warsy like that, but, uh, what we did do this week, I got, I got something back other than being a bit unwell is I got to watch Ander episode four, but then so did you, and so did everybody um, else. And our recap has dropped. It dropped on Wednesday, as it's going to do for the next uh, next eight weeks going on, next few months whilst Andor's going. Andor episode four recap is out now, but I'm not going to tell you what I thought about it, and neither is Luke, because we want you, after you've heard this, if you haven't already, to go back and listen to our thoughts on episode four but we're a third of the way through the season now mate it's very strange isn't it that is so weird that is so so weird yeah but i like you said there's still a good few weeks to go and when you put yeah. it like that I, I think this thing ends like and or ends in like 
um, November. And that's yeah, end of November. Slightly depressing, but also slightly exciting because then it's around the time the World Cup, World, World Cup yeah. you know, starts up. And I'm like, yeah, no, I'm here for that, mate. Here for that. Um, that's what I reckon it sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> exactly exactly (laughs) mate we're just living in andor's world yes 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 we are what a world it is to live in Uh, in andor's world it's a bit noise there's lots of chimes and bells going on there's also some in the background i can hear my friend it's the chimes of big ben kenobi i know what it means you know what it means what does it mean my friend tell everyone it must mean it's collecting news round James Earl Jones has signed over the rights to his iconic Darth Vader voice to new AI technology, with his wish being to keep Vader alive after stepping back from the role. Adrian Dunbar, the original Bale Organa actor in scenes removed from The Phantom Menace, says Liam Neeson's mocking of his American accent led to his cut Star Wars role. Shortly before passing away, Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II made honorary Knights of Star Wars alumni John Williams and Bob Iger. Hi, I'm Ken Absock, author of Why We Love Star Wars, and you're listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. Luke Bly said it best when he said, we are living in Cassian Andor's world. So- sorry, Luthan. Sorry, Lucian. Cassian Andor's world. Cassian Andor. We are living in Cassian Andor's world. And the world has been reacting to Star Wars Andor. And this week, we are going to be looking at those reactions from critics, from fans of uh, Star Wars and fans of the sessions as well, we're going to be having a look at it, mate. We've got a diverse range of opinions about a show which we've said a lot, and obviously the general consensus is it's kind of it's kind of flown under the radar for a lot of people because I think a lot of people weren't entirely infused by the idea of an Andor series, and more and more people got excited when the trailers started to drop, when the key art started to drop, and when we started to find out who was in it and what it was about. But now we've had the first uh, three episodes we're talking about, by the way, guys. We're talking about those first three episodes, that first arc of Andor. It's been a very, very interesting reaction to it. And once again, just to uh, just to elaborate on that point once more, just to further it, there seemed to be a malaise about this show when it was announced. And up until a month or two ago, it wasn't the most anticipated show for a lot of people. So it's very interesting to hear how it has been received since, mate. But just again for people who may be tuning in for the first time, if so, hey, welcome. Those first three episodes, mate, in a couple of words then, you you were a fan, weren't you? Yes, mate. Yes, mate, I was. It's different. And I'm pretty sure that's how we opened up our recap. Um, and you, Well, our out-of-theater review of the first three episodes. It's different. I feel like right now it is a welcome addition to the Star Wars lore. I think it's kind of, you know, when, when you've got this amount of Star Wars stuff coming out, this amount of Star Wars content coming out 
you can afford to take a few quote-unquote risks. You can afford to be a bit different with your content. And I think that's exactly what Andor is doing. But, you know, with saying that, this could have easily been kind of rubbish. And listen, yep. we're, we're, we're talking about the first three episodes here because by the time we're recording um the information that we got was basically your initial reactions the world's initial reactions to Andor, and i think it's been in some places um a bit of an eye-opener you know for me to see other people's thoughts on this not just my own not just yours not just like the star wars kind of tight-knit community right so even in the community, there's been a few surprises here and there. Um, yeah. Matty Boy, overall, you are from the land of film critiques. Uh, you're, by, by the way, recently, weren't you admitted into the World Hall of Fame of Film Critics or something? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they let me well, in. I banged on the door. Yes, too. The, yeah. um, the UK Film Critics Association That's and it. the International Film Critics Society. I don't know what, they're obviously desperate for members. So they said, oh, we'll, we'll let the UK fella in. But no, no, I'm very, very pleased to throw my hat in the ring and um, get, some, uh, get some FYC uh, screeners for the Oscars, get some uh, award nominate nominees going as well. So going to be very excited to start that. Sadly, I don't think um, that extends to Disney Plus streaming series yet, but I'm, I'm, uh, I'm working on it. But no, yeah, and well done, or, mate. Well um, done. Thank you. No, I appreciate that, my friend. Um, but Andor, yeah, I, I was one that was excited for Andor from the beginning, as we've said ad nauseum now. But uh, so, so I kind of went in more with expectation rather than hope and the expectations were met i will admit as i mentioned in our first recap after episode two i just start to think what's going on where are we going no, it, we, we, sure. we're expanding we're talking about a story br- superb world building and character building but the story isn't really going anywhere and then episode three just blew the doors off and they have now got titles and i can't remember what they are but that kind of blew the doors open it was like right here we go and in doing that it retroactively retrospectively made episodes one and two even stronger um, so yeah, I was I be I was up on this. I've been enjoying this an awful lot. But like you say, it's been interesting to see what those outside of the fandom or the or the pros have been saying about Andor. And it's been this really odd rhetoric that Andor has saved Star Wars. Apparently, uh, I, I had two headlines: Andor proves Disney can do Star Wars rights. Andor is the best thing that's happened to Star Wars. Now, of course, opinions are opinions and clickbait will always be clickbait. But there seems to be this general idea across the written press or digital mm. press that Andor is is kind of like the saving grace or it's come out of nowhere or, you know, it's and it is a breath of fresh air. We It is different. We, we're not going to hide from that. But it, I, I'm not entirely sure it's the best thing that's happened to Star Wars because everything's the best thing that happened to Star Wars. Ludicrous and it's also with with three episodes in as well mate we might get into six episodes and think yeah prob- promising start but when it gets bigger which it is going to do we know it's going to get bigger is it going to fall short of its own um hype and quality but i think that Andor, i think tony guru so far and toby haynes and diego luna have crafted something ex- exceedingly good in the first three episodes and it seems so though mate we're talk- i'm talking about the pros that critically it's doing quite well and I know not everybody cares about critic scores or critics in general or Rotten Tomatoes and stuff like that. However, they're out there as a general kind of yardstick for people to um, hang their hat on. And 
Yeah. Critically, mate, this is doing very well. 86% based on a couple of hundred reviews, which is, you know, unanimously fresh. I expected that, but it's the next score, mate, which I didn't expect. Star Wars fans are fickle. Most of them are great. Some of them are gimps. But the Rotten Tomato <laughs> audience score, my friend, at the time of recording, yeah. 82% for Andor. Now, I'm just surprised because, we're, and this is, and I almost feel bad saying it, but so often now things get dragged down by association. Oh, it's Disney going to give it a thumbs down or one out of 10 or, or whatever. Or, oh, Diego, Diego Luna is, he's Mexican. Oh, we, no, we, I'm not going to, I don't want that as I've seen online. You know, there are still those people that exist, but 82%, mate, that is so refreshing to see that people are watching this and agreeing with the merits and agreeing with its quality and not just, being daft like the age of the internet has made so many people so our teammate has it as very high metacritic which is the creme de la creme of critics 74 which mean which indicates generally favorable reviews all three of those mate their wins is that what you would have expected going into Andor from you know before we saw episode one and when we came out of the screening did you expect it to be so lauded you know professionally Honestly, yeah, I, th- I, I think I did. I think I did professionally, um, indeed, because I think um, it, 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 there's no getting away from the fact this is such a well-made uh, series, right? Whether it's the dialogue, whether it's the action, whether it's the pract- practical assets, you know, there's a lot <laughs> of things. There's a lot of things in in this show that just. Oh, I don't know, Mayboy, I know it's early, but there's a lot of things in this show that are just so very well executed. The drink that you can't really you can't really deny that it's high quality. Um and I know that some people uh, obviously had issues or took umbrage in certain areas with Kenobi and Book of Boba Fett. And I understand that. Uh, critics as well. I totally understand that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, mate, oh, I can't lie. I'm, I'm not surprised. The audience one, I'm a little bit more, not necessarily surprised. Because what did you say the Rotten Tomatoes one was? That was like in the 80s. Uh, the critics, 86. Audience, 82. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. <laughs> maybe that's like a smidge higher than what I thought it would be. I thought it'd be maybe like high seventies, low eighties, maybe, but mm-hmm. let's bear in, let's bear in mind for reference, the Mandalorian is a 93% critics and a 92% yep. audience, right? That is still, you know, the, 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 the all round winner. So when there are headlines like, and or have saved star wars you know <laughs> mate i i can't help but feel like these are just as bad as the people that just like randomly go in and slate star wars without really being they're like oh, i'm not really a star wars fan but this film sucks this tv show sucks this series is mm-hmm. dull it's rubbish it's unoriginal it, that's just as bad it's just as yeah. bad just saying oh yeah this yeah, is so star wars it. It is clickbait, yeah. It's sensationalist, isn't it? Sensationalist. Yeah. It's the worst form of journalism. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I feel like I'm getting a few vibes like that, even maybe within our own Star Wars community, right? Like you look on Twitter and people are they're, they're, they're making the show out to be something that it's not, you know? They're like, oh, yeah, this is the best Star Wars that I've ever seen in my life. 
this is <laughs> the best thing I've seen since 1980. You're like, mate, really? We must not have turned really? the telly on that you often. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, I don't know. Well, well, I'm in, in, yeah, I'm in, right. in Star Wars, I was talking about. But yeah, even then, you know, like... I, I, I mean, fair enough he, if you believe that as well. They are right. There are gonna be people that believe that, and and there are gonna be people that are that that are uh that have that opinion. And hey, mate, more power to them. Congratulations, you've now got Andor. You've got something in stars you actually like. And, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, mate. That's just oh, mate. People, people are just so they're so sensationalist, right? I don't know. You can still praise something or critique it, and say hey look this is excellent it's a new edition it's a bit different basically what we do everyone be more like us <laughs> i'm joking <laughs> be like i'm joking, <laughs> I'm joking no, look, because we, every, everything has its place right everything has its place maybe yeah, we're a bit too mild of everything i don't know well maybe and i mean we fall foul i mean i do I mean like, like in, in our in our recap one two and three i was saying you know and all it murders demando and boba and kenobi visually from a technical and from a um from a creative point of view i think it is leagues above but i don't believe that i'm tearing down those shows in order to elevate Andor. for me i'm seeing what i'm seeing that this show looks head and shoulders above all the rest mando looks great because they utilize the volume well the other two it, it hits and misses along the way i think yeah. you know if, if they're going to be sensationalists they could at least be honest and say does Andor, you know balanced the books a bit steady the ship somewhat because book of boba fett was released uh, was kind of uh, people were lukewarm about that throughout i think um after the first few episodes kenobi came in with a lot of hype but my overriding feeling now is there's still a bit of not disappointment but i think people think there's a bit of a missed opportunity surrounding that show and especially the way it was created on the volume whereas andor seems to come in and has done the basics very very well great story or engaging story check excellent characters developed check very good performances check on location and they make the most of it check uh all you know all of that they they've hit the basics and they've done it very well does, does that mean this is the best show of all time no does it mean it's the best star wars one not yet so i get i, I love the passion and i do love the enthusiasm but like we always say mate let's wait until Let's wait until the end of the series. So I am loving it so far. Well, I'm, I hate to make this about Kenobi or Boba Fett, right? I hate because this is about Andor. But I've seen, here's another example. Like, you know, a, a few people have been like, oh, mate. And I've seen this across, you know, lots of different people, people who are into the sequels, people who weren't into the sequels, people yeah. who are into whatever in Star Wars. And they've said, how can they get this so right? Like something like Andor so right, but Kenobi so wrong. Like Kenobi was a guaranteed mm. smash hit. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, well, mm -hmm. no, that's that, that, yeah. uh, that line of thinking. I feel again, my interpretation of it, not, it ain't fact. None of this is fact. You're right. It's all commentary, but, um, it, you know, I can't help but feel like everyone has an idea on what a Kenobi film should be. Everyone has an idea of what a Kenobi film can be. Yep. Uh, and swap around the, the word Kenobi with Boba Fett and bang, you've got the same thing, right? And so um, I feel like with Andor, if you go to your average Star Wars fan and be like, what does an Andor TV show look like to you? I don't think they'll care. I think they'd be like, I uh, don't know, really, like a, a, a soldier yeah. show. Yeah, like, I, I guess, don't think yeah. they would have 
they wouldn't have sat there and given it much thought. Whereas Kenobi, Boba Fett, people have literally been like sitting on that, sitting on those feelings, and li- and Matty Boy literally imagining it for decades, decades. Whereas Cassian, you've got something that has no there. Are, there aren't expectations. There aren't expectations really, and so you you. I don't know. You sit down, you watch this show, and I think there's an element of, well, this is really good. Yeah, surprise yeah, more than anything. Yeah, yeah, not not like this should be good. Yeah, yeah. with Kenobi, it should be good. With Boba Fett, oh, it should be good. And yeah. oh, wow, man, this this is this is different, but in a really good yeah. way. So you're not just just psychologically, you're getting a completely different experience as a viewer. And I think again. Not necessarily a bad thing. That's just my, that's just an interpretation on, again, some thoughts people have been putting out there. Many people, many, many, many people. And maybe they're warranted. And I do actually think there is some truth in that. You know, just because the others lacked in some areas doesn't mean you can't point it out. You know, it doesn't mean you have to yeah, be no. just positive about everything. You know, that's fine. That's fine. So there we go. Oh, got that. Got that right. off my chest, mate. On my Return of the Jedi. T-shirt. Yes, I was going to say. Check. He's got it off his um, on Vogue T-shirt. Look at that. That is so dirty. Yeah, I wore this to London so, Film and Comic Con, didn't I? You did, and you look very good wearing yeah. it, my friend. What a wonderful yeah, event that was. You, Thanks for everyone who came along and uh, listened. I know some of you are listening. Nice one. I know you're on a Discord. Um, yeah, no. What you've just said is bang on, my friend. You, there's nothing wrong with highlighting you know, what could have been in our eyes on another show. It, does, it, 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 it doesn't mean we're, we're dumping on it or anything like that or saying how bad it was or and or is retconning it or they're, you know, they're saving the franchise. It just see at the minute and or is very strong after these three episodes we're discussing and or is very strong. Now, uh, the, the critic responses have been generally quite positive, but there is some of them still have the word slow in. Uh, Megan Sunday from the sport said and or is a slow show. There are no big explosions or fight sequences straight out of the gate. But when those acts do come up, it's more than earned. So, uh, it, again, it's a, it's a slow show, and we know it is. And that's something which has been levied at the show more than most things. On the flip side, Bob Grimm over at Reno News and Review said, I was bored to death watching this. The pacing has got to people, my friend, because in Star Wars especially, people aren't used to this pacing this very slow methodical i called it um pacing with purpose on the recaps because that's what it is it is mm. vital in those in those first three episodes we now know so much more about cassian or cassa we know so much more about who he was as a kid where he's been where he's come from where he is now so for the next nine episodes we don't necessarily have to now be bogged down by exposition and backstory we'll get it of course we will but now we can start pushing forward we've now got a bit more of a rounded idea of andor from a little nipper and i do think we are going to get more but it was necessary what were the first two episodes slow yes but they were purposefully slow they were deliberately slow and let's not forget it episode one started literally with a bang a blast to the face what a start for episode one and I get it. It's slowed down a bit, but slow seems to be a word a lot of people are saying, mate. The word slow, the word gritty, and the words mature are the words which are getting thrown around yeah, for yeah. Andor. And a lot of that is even because... By even by us. Well, yeah. Even by us, yeah. And of course, a lot of the uproar this week has been about profanity in Star Wars, about sex in Star Wars. That is now the new 
thing for people to talk about. Uh, again, Andor is a trailblazer apparently in that respect. And I do think, I think what are people watching if, you know, that's what they're clinging on to. But, um, you critically, yeah, a lot of people, and with the fans, let's not forget, let's get chuck some fans stuff in there as well now. Slow is a word that came up an awful lot. I expected that though coming out of the screening that people would say that. Yes, mate. Yes, mate. And it's, it's, it's been, it's been interesting seeing how much like we line up, like you and I, Luke and Matt with other people, but also what other people have brought to the table with their thoughts. And that kind of leads us into our next kind of section. This, this discussion, the main topic this week, it's basically like a huge bantina. Um, yes. usually we get your comments in, but for this one, the world reacts to Andor. Let's get loads of opinions, loads of comments in. Um, Matty boy, we are kicking it off with a strong one, aren't we? It's a message, a voice note, uh, from our boy, Eamon Jacobs, who always has strong opinions on pop culture. Uh, Matty boy, let's play it. Hello, gents. Um, first off, I just want to apologise for my voice because I've caught whatever brain rot is floating around the galaxy at the moment, so that's fun. But at least there's three episodes of Andor to talk about, um, and what a starting point! Uh, so far, I think it it feels brilliantly unique against other recent Star Wars shows, um, and I'd say that's down to the huge practical sets and Tony Gilroy's mature tone and story. Um, it, it just feels so different. Even down to the Blade Runner-style opening, which I thought was gorgeous to look at with its sort of neon-drenched streets and the you know constant rainfall and the moody atmosphere. And there's definitely a noir streak baked into the story as well. Um, so I, I'm loving it so far. Yes, the slow burn took a minute to get used to, but I feel that it's necessary in order to understand this era of the galaxy um, and seeing how it's all going to build up and boil over into the rebellion that we know and love. Um, and obviously, it's, it's brilliant to see Diego Luna back. He clearly cares so much about this character, um, so it's amazing to see him fill out this, this backstory and the origin um, before we meet him in Rogue One alongside Jin and K2SO and everybody. Uh, before their untimely death, of course. But yeah, I'm I'm so impressed. Thanks, guys. Keep up the spice, and may the force be with you. What a spicy lad, good old Eamon is. We heard it again there, mate. Mature, slower burn. Um, mm-hmm. I, and I'm not I'm not surprised, really, mate. I'm really not surprised. And. Uh, you know what? Thank you for sending that in, by the way, Eamon, you absolute spicy uh, ginger king. Um, to continue kind of that theme and that a way of thinking, a few comments here from Instagram, Matty Boy, right outside the box says, to sum it up in one word, solid. Uh, yeah. Pop star indie said, the beat goes on, beat goes on. Uh, <laughs> Rancor, un- uh, Rancor underscore SW said, perfect slower burn slower mm-hmm. burn that's building its own universe within the wide expanses of the overall star wars universe mate boy i've got a question for you mate because in in these voice mess in this voice message in these comments we we keep hearing sort of like solid or slower burn stuff like that do you think star wars fans were kind of 
asking for a slower burn series i don't know if they're asking for it but how many times have star wars fans said we need to do something we need to go and drink from a different um tap from a different water source and now we've got it there are some who are not fans of drinking from a different water source and they want the familiar which i found very interesting that um and especially when it comes to the uh, to those naughty fs words fan service now tony giro has given us nothing well at least he's given the the uh the general star wars fan he's given them nothing he's given them nothing and the, the other three shows have been criticized for going too heavy of fan service and i've seen this in lots of quarters that andor was being criticized for not giving us any fan service which i find bonkers but i also find it's a it's just a distillation of star wars fans in general that if it's if it's too fast and too intense uh, then it's too much and again we are guilty of that as well look at our rise of skywalker though we are getting used to the breakneck pacing of that film uh if it's slower and more ponderous and brooding like rogue one did to start with or andor then it's too slow and it's it's it needs more action or it needs more callbacks or it needs to feel more star warsy no just let something new grow let it let it new grow uh, new bold let something new grow like um like our boy ajw on twitter said he said it's a solid solid start he said strong performances from even the smallest roles blue noodle guy but he says i don't think you can judge this one fully until it's finished which is fine i'm patient i fully expect from you know episode four onwards that we are going to get bigger we're going to get more expansive we're going to get more action we're going to get more of what people want in the galaxy but there's absolutely a place for different storytelling uh, more nuanced storytelling, dare I say. I think, but I think some people, to answer the question in short, I think some people would have been very happy to have seen and would have wanted a slower paced Star Wars story. But I do think, well, I know we've got a few comments later down the line, whereas I do think a few more people, uh, young and old, were, were kind of hoping for something a bit faster mate um but just before i move on to some of the other fan quick um comments what about you though do you throw the question back to yourself do you think fans were were asking for this kind of show a slower one i'll i'll be honest mate i don't think um star wars fans always know what they want mate uh particularly a slower show i don't think people were specifically asking for that and if they were i think it was a minority of people and Mm -hmm. if those people did ask for it then congratulations you now have andor Uh, i i I, but i feel like and this isn't this isn't you know um a dig at anyone i don't feel like fans always know what they want they can always say i want something different you know, I want something set outside the Skywalker saga. You know, both of those, by the way, I'm, you know, guilty of. I ask that. I say that. But, you know, coming up with something that is genuinely different and new, now that's a whole, you know, different kettle of fish, isn't it? That's a completely different, you know, thing. And so specifically were people expecting something like Andor or asking for something like Andor? I don't think so. Again, and I think that's kind of what plays into the reaction here is that people are saying, oh, it's quite mature. Oh, it's quite slow. Yeah, because mm-hmm. they weren't expecting it. They didn't know what to expect. And so what they actually got from this is something maybe a bit fresh or for some people a bit too slow. Uh, but to mate to each their own, right? To each their own. So, yep, to each their own. Uh, Random Den on Twitter said, awesome, awesome, awesome. 
it's a slow burner spy adventure with great potential. I can imagine fans up and down the country frantically making a new Andor costume in time for Star Wars Celebration London 2023. Uh, yeah, you're probably right. I wonder how many Andors we're going to see. I wonder how many Bix Kaleens we're going to see. Bix Kaleen stands own right here. How many yeah. Luthan rails we're going to see. Um, next to the aisle, Jamie Garwood. I like the pacing and how by episode three it's ramped up. The parallel narrative of Cassian be- being taken off um, Canari was very well done. There is a deliberate nature to what's being shown. Methodical. Looking forward to the rest of the series mm. intensely. Mm. So uh, we do have a few more to chuck out there. But before we do that, uh, you had the pleasure and the privilege last week of meeting another of the wonderful Star Wars Sessions sickheads. Some of mm. our listeners, some of the kings out there in andreas blum uh you went up there to meet him his buddy dara johnny o was there as well didn't you matey booze and uh we we, <laughs> we weren't gonna let him get away without hearing his thoughts on Andor, were we oh no 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 i mean this guy flew all the way in from oregon uh on his he's on his way andreas is swedish so he's on the way yeah. back to sweden to see some family but he thought he'd uh, stop off in london for a couple days i think he's back in the he's over in sweden now um but basically, he should come move over to London. That's, that was the conclusion of the night. He's going to move I here, think so. okay? and he's going to spend all his time with his Star Wars friends. Uh, yeah, the conversation that night, it, it, it got good, mate. We were at Brewdog, you know, had a couple beerios. Um, I wasn't even, I was beginning to start like f- feeling a bit ill, just a cold. And uh, <laughs> no, I had like a runny nose. And I know yep. everyone's like what we said, everyone's got something at the moment. Everyone's I laugh. Got, like, this- I laugh. Yeah, yep. yeah. So, um, but anyway, after a few beerios, um, we went out to the to, to the outdoor section, and we were talking talking a bit more Star Wars. And I was like, right, guys, Andor, you know, let me get some of this on the phone, cheeky recorder. So this is just some of uh, what we recorded. Uh, Matty boy, do you want to play it? Let's play it. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Johnny O here. Um, I've enjoyed Andor so far. It hasn't quite hit me the way some people it has for other people. Um, And maybe not quite the way I was expecting it to, because I was really excited for it. I have enjoyed it. Um, And I'm liking where it's heading with episode three. Um, It's been a slow burn, which I absolutely don't mind. It hasn't quite felt Star Warsy enough, and I hate that phrase, but I will use it. Um, but I've really enjoyed it um, I think everything with Cassian uh, Andor himself has been fantastic I would like to have seen some more alien main characters myself they've been plenty in the background but not enough with speaking parts for me no reason that Brasso couldn't have been an alien that the shopkeepers couldn't have been aliens with speaking parts um, I've really enjoyed the soundtrack more than I enjoyed the um, Mandalorian soundtrack <laughs> no, I'm afraid so, Luke. Yes, I did enjoy it more than the, more than the Mandalorian soundtrack. Um, but I'm really liking where it's going with episode three. I needed to see that trajectory towards the rebellion, and I'm excited to see where it goes. Absolutely agree with uh, with the, the, you know that that we need to see more aliens on the forefront. That's that's one of the things that is I think is expensive and difficult to do in television, but I, I think they knew, need to do more of an effort to do that. I agree with that. That's absolutely right. What I do love about this show, though, is that it takes its time. 
It takes its time in in like the the footage, the scenes. They're not rushing it to the next thing, and that's that's awesome. So I don't I don't disagree with you, Johnny. But <laughs> I, I agree with Andreas. I like the the pacing of it. Um, I just I don't know. I'm not sure what what didn't hit with me quite for the first two episodes, and I'm not really not sure why. It's in many ways what I wanted from Star Wars, which was something different, a different tone. But I didn't. I don't know. I just didn't quite get what I wanted from it. It comes down to execution, ah, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Yes. And and I I think I oh yeah. And I think that the execution of this so far is is really really good, right? But it also comes down to another X, and that's expectations. You know what what did we want it to be in the first place? And uh, and this is what not what I expected, not what I wanted. But it turns out to be what I needed. It's 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 so good. Uh, sorry, so it's good. so good. So good. Yeah, you know what, it. You know it. Right. So that was originally meant to be just Johnny O talking there, but Andreas, Andreas literally took the phone. I was like throwing down. Hey, Bear in mind, this is this is you know everyone's everyone's having a good time. We're we're high on the Star Wars life, you know. <laughs> yeah. and, you know, we're all enjoying a pint. It's a Friday night in London. Come on, you know it doesn't get better than that. Uh, first and foremost, the music. Johnny O's out here saying, "Yeah, I prefer the music to Mando." Come on, what? What oh, is this? Have a fight. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. What, smoking uh, his brekkie. You know, for me, uh, do you know what? I've heard one or two people say that, mate. I've had one. Mm-hmm. I've had, and I'm pretty sure. Hang on, hang on a moment. There is a guy on my list who says that um, he loves the music. He's found it really, really interesting. It is on um, Instagram. Oh, I'll find it in a second. I'll find it in a second. Um, but anyway, bag. I find that really surprising because i thought the music was one of the things where i was like in places i could it, it it really stood out but not during the whole of the series maybe that's because i've not seen it enough maybe i've just not connected with it yeah what what do you think on your music side are you right is mate, it better than Rando? um again I'm, i want time to let it hit me in the face but right when now I... right now is it better than mando right now Ooh. Come I don't on, think it up. is right now. I don't think it is right now. But uh, at the end of episode two, when those drums kick, I want to go out and I want to start throwing down because when that drum beat starts kicking in and on the recap, I mistakenly said that there was like rock and roll guitars playing. We just come out of the screen and give me a break. It isn't. It's just this fat drum beat playing, which is so cool. And you've got that dirty cyberpunk cyber synth wave playing at the beginning of episode one. I love all of that stuff. I love that kind of happy go lucky theme when B2 emo is charging about, but Mate, I like Nicholas Brightell's scores. Uh, he uh, he's done um, the Moonlight, Moonlight, well, Barry Jenkins films. He's done Twelve Years a Slave. Um, recently, did like Cruella and stuff like that. I like his music. He's a very, very good composer, but he's different as is Andor. People have called it different. The music is. I don't think it just complements the, the the scenes. I think it does a lot for the scenes, but I think it's just like the show. It's just different, mate. At the end of the season, or at the end of the next, maybe two or three episodes, I'll probably be in a better position to say whether I think it's better or not. Because remember, with Man, though, we've had 16 episodes to to um, smother ourselves in in that Ludwig goodness. Um, 
three so far for Nicholas Bretel, but I'm enjoying it so mm. far, mate. But I'm hearing yeah. a lot of people saying about the music that they're not so keen. Chris Wiseman. Chris Wiseman on Instagram said he loved the music. So that's an interesting. What a lad. That's an interesting bit, isn't it? What a wise man. So, okay. Um, and, you know, the lads go over their thoughts. So we've, we've kind of already mentioned as well on, on, on the show. Uh, but Andreas and our boy Dara, who's, who's Dara. new to the podcast because Andreas pretty much just dragged him along. They play the Star Wars RPG together and they've been playing a Star Wars RPG campaign together online. Online, because Dara lives in London, Irishman who lives in mm-hmm. London. Like they've been doing this, th- or they they've done it now. It went on for four years. They did a Star Wars RPG that lasted four years, and they were explaining it to me at one point. I was blown away. It's um, a long time without a toilet break. Yeah, should we should we listen to their to their voice messages? Let's let's hear it. Yes, let's let's stick them on. So, you know, there is. Uh, there's always this question: What is Star Wars? And uh, and to me, Star Wars is is the galaxy, is the galaxy, and there's so much in that galaxy. And what I love about Andor is that it has a different angle. You see the galaxy through different lenses. It is a different kind of storytelling. There's a different tone, a completely different tone. Someone said, you know, that they were watching this and they forgot that they were actually watching Star Wars because because it's it's so so different. That's not a criticism. That's what I love about it because I think that Star Wars, to stay fresh and to get bigger, we need to look at it from different perspectives. And this is looking at it from a different perspective. It's actually why I'm also uh, really excited about Skeleton Crew because it's a very different angle. It's a very different perspective, which I'm I'm super excited about. So, and or you see a different side of Star Wars that will feel unfamiliar and familiar at the same time. And that fresh perspective is exactly what's needed to just rejuvenate my love for Star Wars. And uh, and I think Andor so far in the first three episodes have absolutely done that. Yeah, would you describe it as so good? It is so good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So here's the thing. It's hard for me to add to what's been already said. And, and the truth is, I'm already still processing the, the three episodes of Andor. And I, I, the truth is, I haven't, I haven't processed them. But what I can tell you is, I can tell you my first experience and how I felt about it when I actually first watched it. So when I watched the first episodes of, of Andor, and when, he, when he, we got those lingering shots of entering the cantina... And immediately I, I was brought to these other worlds and these other universes that relate very core to me, such as um, cyberpunk, such as, um, you know, any kind of sort of sci-fi. But when, he, when, I, when, I, when I got to that one scene when he was held up and he had the opportunity to save a guy or execute him, he chose to end in cold blood someone's life. I had to pause the show. I stopped the show. And I had to turn to my partner and just talk to him about it because I felt like at that very moment, this wasn't a show that we all asked for, but it was a show that we deserved. And it was perfect. And I didn't, I didn't play, I didn't press play for five minutes. I just had to sit there and think about it because this is exactly what I wanted, but I didn't know I want. And I'm still riding the high. That's the truth is, I'm still riding the high. We love it. So good. So good. Cassian Dandor right there. What a lad. So many so goods in there. I couldn't quite believe my ears. But um, 
Andreas, mate, Dara, mate, what a king. Um, I couldn't be there because I was genuinely unwell. <laughs> I was awfully unwell. Um, turns out Lukey boy was afterwards, but um, it sounds like one heck of a Star Wars fest, a feast of Star Wars. Um, but some very, very good points in there. And again, the, the question, sorry, the, the statement there that this wasn't the Star Wars you wanted, but it's what you needed. You're right, Commissioner Gordon over there. Very good point. And maybe that is a better way or a a more normal standard way of putting those clickbait headlines that you know, maybe Ander wasn't what we thought we wanted, but now we've got it. Yeah. Maybe this is what we needed. Something, uh, a change of pace, literally, and a change of feeling, a change of tone. Um, again, how that goes going forward, we'll find out, but there's some very, very interesting points there, mate. And I'm interested, uh, and I'm glad to hear that we've got a couple of positive ones there. And whilst Johnny, O isn't negative on the subject of Andor, it's he's obviously a bit more it hasn't hit him yet and i love that honestly that it hasn't quite hit him yeah in the star yeah. wars fuzzies yet i think it will do johnny that's i think fine. it's going to get you it's going to get it is fine i think it's going to get you mate but that's that's what we do in the sessions as well mate we want different and diverse opinions obviously stay on the right side of normality for god's sake but we love hearing the differences in uh opinion and we've just got some there also it sounds like a really good night and i'm really jealous May, May, you should have been jealous. We also recreated the uh, the <laughs> Rogue One scene in the Canary Wharf Underground yeah. Station, which was pretty spicy. Pretty spicy. That looks filth. That looks so cool. Uh, we love it. We love it. Um, we got a question here, right? Because we also asked for a few questions. Or, well, we asked if anyone had questions. Some people are just content with like what we've had. And they're like, yeah, I'm in. I am sold. And again, Nothing wrong with that. Sam Cuddy asked us this, mate, boy. He said, I noticed separatist logos on the men in the quote-unquote Republic ship that crashed on Canary. Why? I'm not 100% sure if we pitched it up on that in the recap. That has been something that that people have floated around on on the interwebs and i was like oh is that right i think it is so yeah go on you you're you're saying right so yeah Yeah, it was i picked it up in the recap but not to that extent i picked up that it was a they mentioned that these were republic officers and republic ships because i remember you said you i think you said verbatim how do you know it was a republic ship and i said i swear that marva said you know they've just shot a republic officer and this is a republic ship which is turns out that is what she said but yeah, they're wearing separatist um, get-up. They're wearing separatist garb. So, and uh, look, I believe we're going to get answers to this. I don't think it's. I, I don't think it's a mistake. Like some people have said that, you know, I, I saw somebody online saying, "I don't believe that they wrote this in," and then the costume department was like, "Yeah, let's just give them separatist. Let's make separatist costumes very specifically." I think there's a reason for this. Maybe it was the new sorry the republic playing playing dirty maybe maybe we're going to get a side of the republic when we haven't really seen that much of that they were playing dirty games and trying to blame the separatists for this or we know that well we think we know that cassian was his family were separatists so maybe they were in set this is a separatist kind of in separatist space this country this planet sorry so i think there's more to it. the answer is mate no idea um in terms of these three episodes they don't give us the answer but they've given us a lot of questions. And this is the one, though, mate, I've heard so many times is what's going on with the Republic slash separatist officers and uniforms. But no, I picked up that they said Republic. Yeah. I thought it was very interesting, but I hadn't noticed the uh, the crests on their well, lapels. 
I didn't first time around. Like the reason I was like, oh, why? Why do you think it was? Because oh, I, I just didn't think it looked like a Republic yeah, ship. We just come like, out of screening look, as well. Doesn't look Republic to me. Um, yeah, no, no. But, but, um, I didn't spot the badge, mate. Didn't spot the yeah, Separatist no. badge, the icon. So it's an interesting one. It could be that maybe, and it, it, this kind of condescends maybe what we know about Canon. Again, possibly you might be able to write around it, but it could be that they're not aware that a civil war is going on. They're, they're just assuming yeah, that be. it's, they're the authority. Oh yeah, it's the Republic. That's it. Maybe they're like, oh, what? So this like civil wars kicked off? Who, who, who are the separatists? Who are the separatists? Mm-hmm. It's your theory sounds a bit more interesting, but maybe a, maybe a bit more convoluted. So uh, I, I don't know how you'd explain that, but then I don't know. Maybe it will go into that because we are to, we are, we're yet to see clone troopers, aren't we? And they play, yeah, they, they don't in, in the, in the split second you see them in the trailer. They don't exactly look like the good guys, do they? They look like they are kind of the, I don't know. Military the, the, force that they yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is yeah. which would be really exciting to see. Really exciting to see, mate. Yeah, I know there's um, a few listeners out there who can't wait to see some filthy clones, my friend. Um, I've got another question as well to throw at you, mate. This one was from Twitter, and it's from the King of Wales, who is, um, by all intents and purposes a very grounded, a very realistic, very practical Star Wars fan who tries to find the best in all Star Wars. But I found this very interesting, and I don't necessarily disagree with what he's saying at all. But his question is very simply, when will my kids enjoy it? Um, Lukey Boy has said before that his kids uh, got bored watching it and just kind of walked off. He wasn't uh, vibing with it um kai 77 as well also said my nine-year-old will have to wait a few years before he can enjoy this with me as well so it kind of begs that question is we've mentioned gritty slow mature and all these buzzwords lukey boy summerfield who is a huge star wars fan was slightly slightly worried i don't have upset as the word but you know glum that you know his kid who's watched all of the star wars shows with him wasn't vibing with this particular one do you think there's an issue there because star wars comes with the knowledge and the understanding that everybody can watch it that you know the family can come around and watch it yeah some bits might be a bit core cool, risque revenge of the sith for example but do you think it's an issue that we're getting quite a few messages saying that i either i can't show my kids i won't or they're not interested yeah it's a good question it's a really good question um i'm not too sure i think we gotta wait and see on that one mate You've got to wait and see on that one. Um, you know, kids aren't always going to like stuff that's uh, good. Yeah, subjectively <laughs> good. Yeah, kids actually a lot of the time don't. Yeah, it's not until they get older that they appreciate stuff. Yeah, like in primary school, you're not you're not going to sit down a kid and go with with a, with a class of kids and go right today, kids. We're going to learn about Macbeth. We're going to learn mm. about Hamlet. Yeah, you don't do that. You don't teach them Shakespeare, really, right? The Scottish play. Sorry, yeah, for all my... Yeah, Mm -hmm. I should know that. My my wife and all her family are all, like, into the Thespians, come on. So, uh, I should know that. Sorry. Um, I don't know, mate. I don't know. Um... It's interesting that's come up a few times, though. It's Luke, Lukey Boy said at Key 77, plus a couple of other people yeah, I've um, across the board. It's, uh, I find it very, would I show Olivia? I, don't, I think she would be bored to death of it, but um, that's just her. She would like the Mandalorian, I think, for most time. But 
I get why kids of a certain age would sit down and find this boring because it is for yeah. a younger mind. People walking, talking, not really doing like until we get to episode three. I think when we start to get to Coruscant and we see clone troopers and stormtroopers and stuff like that, it will get more and more younger eyes on it. But we said maybe. upon first viewing, the first you know the one of the first things we thought was maybe like teens and above. We'll get into this, and anyone below, any demographic below that, maybe, yeah. maybe it's not not that it, not that it isn't for them because I still think it's for everyone. But with those kind of potential, like oh, cover your ears for this bit moment, but um, it's interesting that yeah. what we're seeing and hearing. Do you know what though, mate? Do you know what I? I can't help but feel like even now, looking back on it, teenagers. I think we, I, I even think some teenagers would find this boring. And wouldn't have necessarily the attention span. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to, yeah, I see that as well. Yeah, to really dig into this and watch it. Now, the question is, is whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, you know? And I think that kind of goes back to our earlier point where we've now got different Star Wars. This is a Star Wars that isn't Mandalorian. It's not Boba. It's not Skywalker saga. Um, for me, mate, boy. I think as long as shows like this are, are are kind of on the periphery, right? They're on, you know, they're they're not core Star Wars. At the end of the day, Andor is still an anthology. It's a spin-off. It's filling in detail. It's filling in context. As long as it is that, and it stays in that lane. I'm happy with it being a bit more adult. I'm happy with like kids not necessarily having to click with it, right? Not everything should. Historically, Star Wars usually has, but even if you sit down and, uh, you know, watch, I don't know, like a new hope with kids, you know, not necessarily all kids nowadays will love that and go, mm-hmm. wow. Yep. How I see them loving it is through a different part, a different entryway to the IP, and whether that's the Star Wars prequels. We know the prequels, you know, they're still very popular with kids and teenagers and whoever very popular Uh, and then they might go and watch the original trilogy and nowadays it might be the mandalorian right they might watch the mandalorian and then go and watch the original trilogy so you know kind of a gateway gateway drugs people gateway drugs you know that's that's what's all (laughs) hip and trendy nowadays um so but Andor's a bit different to that. Andor is a bit different to that so i think the proof will be in the pudding mate so Ooh, I do like let's a give some time and, and, and give your kids some time, you know, I, I, I mm. won't push on them. Let it be organic. Let it be natural. I think it's bold. You, I think it's brave as well. Not bra- brave is the wrong word. That's, it's, it's not exactly brave to put out a good show. I think it's bold of them to do it, to take such a drastic change in tone that's, that they have done here with Andor and say, you know, look, we are going to put things in that we don't usually have in Star Wars. But this, at the same time, though, it's competing with other shows that have similar vibes to them. Some of the things that Star Wars fans are so up in arms about and uh, getting very excited about are in the majority of every other show on streaming TV. So, so it's it's normal for consumers. It's new for Star Wars, and I like you say, um, it's 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 not a it's not a bad thing at all. I think it's good that there's that there is that there is an opportunity to have things which are aimed at different demographics because we're getting like in a week in a couple of weeks time we're getting tales of jedi's going to drop which is going to be certainly for everyone mando comes out next year that's definitely going to be for everyone so like you say it's it's nice to have that selection at the table for everyone but 
I totally understand on the flip side, and I do that. People like Lukey Boy, uh, people like Kai Seventy Seven, and all the other people we've we've heard from, you know, for them, they want to sit down with their kids and watch Star Wars. This is their formative years. This is them getting their kids into something they love or sharing something that they will love as a family. And then not being able to do that, I can already feel a little pang of regret because if I'm in that position, I, th- I, I know how I would feel if I couldn't share something which I usually do with you know my little best mate so i get it i totally get it i get both sides of the coin but yeah we've got a lot of episodes to go and i do think we're going to get uh more kind of of your standard your more uh obvious familiarities from the galaxy mate it's a good question though it's a good question um we got one more here and i think we aren't still are well i i had this idea last week uh yumi and star wars on instagram said when does andor meet k2so what other characters mm. we know already cross paths uh with andor um mate i think we've already met actually you know the 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 the, the soul of k2 i think the soul mm-hmm. of k2 is in b2 you said it last week b2 didn't you emo is it b2 emo that is b2 the name, emo right? yep yeah b2 emo and i think old little emo head little my chemical <laughs> romance fan that's it yeah is gonna be uploaded into an imperial dr- what are they called now i oh, forgot what no. it, the k2 unit is actually called uh, what is it a reprogrammed imperial, imperial security droid or something i, I was wondering it if now. it was a if it was a security droid let me I go they to are, K2 they're in fallen order and they are they are security droids in fallen order as well when i'm slicing them up willy-nilly as kestis what a game what a game Gal- k2 so it's a modified kx series security droid yes i'm yeah, security, security droid, droid. Yes, but you said right. that in the recap last week. So your first immediate thought of, of coming out of the screening, you also said it when we in London, is that B two emo is going to form some of the foundations of K two, similar to how L three became one with the Falcon. Because my first impression was, wow, doesn't B two sound a lot like D O? Which I haven't seen anyone else saying. But I was like, he's got, he sounds a bit like D O, that little um, Conehead from the Rise of Skywalker, yeah, yeah, you know, Conehead, hair dryer yeah. face. But yeah. when we I listen, when I watched this show back, I can you yeah you you can hear some of the cadence in his voice is K two e a little bit. So I think he might be onto something. I thought that. I thought it was a merge, didn't I? I said, it feels like they're both, like two people have recorded the lines and they're kind of mixing the two, a bit like uh, they've mm-hmm. been doing They've it. done that you before. Know what, like, you know what magic and absolute wizardry ILM get up to these days, yeah. guys. Matty boy, we have another voice message, don't we? Should we, should we go over and listen to that one? Uh, yes, let's do it. Just on, on New Me and Star Wars, we're getting K2 in season two, by the way. That's been confirmed oh, yeah. by Alan yeah, Tudyk. He's coming next season. Don't worry about that. But yeah, we've got another voice message from the Mancalorian himself. Hit it. Andor's first three episodes were a very impressive start to a series I've thought for some time would be of very high quality. The people involved, the style and approach to production, it all pointed to this. What particularly stands out is that this is the most mature storytelling we've ever had in Star Wars. But sadly, within the discourse, some people confuse mature as a mark of quality when it's really not. It's more a mark of who the target audience are. Andor's quality is high, though, very high. 
suggestions that this is the style all Star Wars projects should have are, to my mind, wider the mark. The success of the more family-orientated movies and shows has paved the way for a production like this, which definitely represents something of a risk. It's truly brilliant, though, to see something so different within the franchise, to know that not only a Lucasfilm expanding the universe, but also the variety of styles and genres that we get to experience. Andor pushes the envelope of what Star Wars can be. So far it appears to ask the question how much of the fantasy and space opera can be removed without it ceasing to fit within Star Wars. And whilst I don't think every other project should follow its tonal lead, its groundbreaking nature nevertheless makes it one of the most important pieces of work Lucasfilm have put out. I believe the series is only going to get bigger and more impressive from what we've seen so far, and we're all in for a hell of a ride. What a lad! We love the Mancalorian, good old Adrian Shortly. As per usual, my boy is spitting straight facts and in such mm-hmm. a lovely articulate way mate boy mm. such a lovely and articulate way um yeah i think uh, all in all i think andor is a welcome addition to the star wars catalog you know if you had a catalog of the same thing if you went to a curry house mate boy yes sir if you went to a curry house and every single curry was a chicken tikka masala and then yeah. what else you got oh i've got a lamb danzac all right okay that's all right what else you got? That's it. Oh yeah, you'd we can bit, change up the meat. That's starved. it. Yeah, you, you'd be like, you know, that's a bit boring. You want a full menu, right? And that's what Star yeah. Wars has inevitably become. It is a galaxy. It's a galaxy full of flavour. You know, yeah. Have a naan bread. Have a samosa slapped around your face. Onion bargee right? down your gullet. I will say one thing. I will say one thing. Where on earth, and, and this is something I am actually a little bit disappointed about with Andor. Okay. You know, I've 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 thought about it this week, and I was like, Do you know what, I don't like this. Ooh. And yeah, yeah, and uh, is that there is a a a, a real noticeable maybe, and it is really noticeable. I'm sad to say, is noticeable lack of milking of teat. You know, that we so wonderfully get in The Last Jedi. You know? I hadn't thought about it. I hate Andor now. Oh, I hate it. I want to see Cassie in grumpily milk whatever that big lizard bloke was or something like that. Get some, you know, get, have some it blue was, milk uh, like that, Keita. A siren, wasn't it, or something like that? Siren. The Thala Siren. Uh, Thala Siren. His name was. Well, here's it, right. Joking, joking aside, like, what, what, um, no, let me rephrase it. Right. Joking aside, do you think the andor in places because i've seen this online and i think it kind of goes in with what mank is saying a little bit a little bit so use your imagination here do you think there is room for some um milking of any sort of tea no i'm joking uh do you think it is (laughs) more (laughs) do you think (laughs) do you think it is uh similar in places to something like clone wars and rebels what do you think? Yeah, in sense, in the sense that certainly Clone Wars, in its arced way of storytelling, not all of the Clone Wars was bish bash bosh, um, gunfights, explosions, and all the rest of it. Some of it was cack. Uh, or the, and then you get the droid arcs, and then you get um, a sunny day in a void, which, as we've said on the show, 
nothing happens. It's just droids wandering around in the desert. But, you know, that's just George, isn't it? Um, Rebels, I think, has more of a kinetic energy. It's got more oomph to it because there's less episodes, but there are still those moments, those episodes or those kind of minor arcs which feel a little slower compared to the rest of the episode or compared to the Clone Wars, say, or the Clone Wars can feel more cumbersome than Rebels and and Resistance as well. So let's not forget Resistance and Bad Batch as well. There are there are moments in Bad Batch, especially where things have kind of grind to a halt a yeah. little bit. But I do think they. I mean, there are comparisons that can be made for this and those longer form uh, storytelling shows like the Clone Wars and Rebels specifically, though. But um, yeah, I get it. I can I can see that. But you know. <laughs> In like, it's, it's the first time we've had this really in live action where we're kind of really being challenged to challenge to sit and be patient and wait for something to happen. I love a fast story as much as the rest of them most of the time, but you know you do you are forced to watch well, and wait as the the nine to fivers, the blue noodle eaters, yeah. the the workers just get on with their day, and Cassian is trying to you know scrimp and lie his way around the town. So we get well, for two point- and a half episodes. The point, I, the point I was getting at, and, and I think you've, you've, you've got to it there, is that, although, again, they're, they're completely different shows, but there is a strong similarity in that you do need patience to watch them. You right? do. You need a lot of patience. Like, kids watching Clone Wars, that, obviously, they, they need patience for the overall arc, but I think the reason kids do love stuff like Clone Wars is because they're just happy for the ride. You know, same with Rebels. Mm-hmm. They're happy for the ride. And it can feel, I think, as an adult, you're watching through those series and you're like, come on, like, hurry up. No, no it can up. do. And and you can even skip loads of arcs. As a kid, you didn't <laughs> yeah. really you didn't really think like that. And I, I, I feel like there's a part of me, I'll be honest, that's just happy to go along with the ride here with Andor. Despite the fact I'm enjoying the slower pace, I'm enjoying kind of savouring every moment, every detail, because I think this sort of pacing, this sort of format allows for that more so than other Star Wars TV shows. But, um, dude, like, come on. No, what's not to, what's not come to on. about this? Come on. Come on. Come on. <laughs> well, the, the most important question is the one I've saved for last, my friend. Um, other than the, you know, the ubiquitous, aren't we, aren't we going to be excited for the next few episodes my friend but the final question actually comes from my brother and it's a very important one he says will we get a bix spin-off and a lot of the fandom are looking for some bix colleen spin-offs here adria hashona let's say we're we're a bix colleen stand zone here so uh give us all the bix possible but it does raise the question though we like we mentioned which i'm which i'm waiting for the show to tell me is that in these three episodes patience mature methodical all these words were being told you know, we've been introduced to all these characters and seemingly now Cassian's gone off of Ferrix. What's to become of Bix, Marva, Brasso, his mate? You know, what's, you know, are we going to ever go back and see them again? So we've got the potential. This show, not only has it given us something new, but it's also, for me, given a greater sense of potential, which I don't always get in the other shows, including Mando, where I don't often know we're actually going to go back and, and get grief again or whoever. I don't always know if they're going to, because of the, mm, the way the stories are told each week. It's. I feel like Tony Gilroy has just written a massive film and just segmented it up, which might explain why some of the episodes end kind of abruptly. But I think this show gives a lot more potential than some of the other ones. But um, overall, mate, the criticism online from the critics is 
very good. The audience online seems to be very good. Social media, we're getting a lot of praise for Andor, um, which I'm so pleased to see because, again, I think this was kind of like the black sheep of the family at times where people were like, oh, we've got to get Andor out of the way before we can get to Mando and Ahsoka. But I think some of those ideas are changing now. I'm enjoying it. I'm so glad that the majority of the fandom and world seems to be enjoying it as well. Mate, I can't wait for where we're going in the next eight episodes. I can't wait for the world to see them, for us to uh, to absorb them together. You, though, mate, the world is reacting in the most positive sense. I know you are, too. How hyped yeah. are you for this final eight episodes? I'm really, really hyped, mate. I'm really hyped. Oh, good old, yeah. Where's the Weetabix spinoff, mate? Weetabix. <laughs> That's her name now, I think we should call it her Weetabix. Calling the cop yeah, Weetabix. I like that. Can I just be really cheeky? We got like we got like two minutes here, a minute and a half, okay, till we till we move on. Let's see if we keep to that. Go on. Why Go on. didn't we get the Andor production values on Kenobi and the Book of Boba Fett? Kingdom of Weird asks that. And I think that's a great question. Um I think a lot of that is volume i think this this show was made in the uk i think that makes a bit of a difference in places you've got different talent mm. different different uh, different workers it's a completely different industry it's a million dollar question isn't it yeah but i do think it's a warranted question because those are factors what i've just said but it doesn't it doesn't make it that much of a difference no i think the question you should be asking right is a different one and that question is, I wonder if Matty Boy knows this. It should be, why isn't the production for Kenobi and Boba Fett the same as Mandalorian? Yeah. Time. That should be the question. It's right? time, basically, mate. Let's, let's not forget, though, Andor did suffer from a lot of delays. It was meant to be out last year. COVID hit, and there were production delays, which meant that this ended up being a, quite a long shoot. So they had so Gilroy and the gang had more time to create this show, whereas we know... Obes Kenobes, yeah, it had some production issues, but it felt, uh, you know, once it started, it felt kind of like it was bish bash bosh done. Same with Book of Boba Fett. We no. heard it was coming out at the end of season two, Mando. It's coming out next year. Bish bash bosh done. It, that, it felt like Andor had more time on its production, which is funny because the volume, the speed of which you can get things done, I would have thought that I would have allowed for more time. But I think it comes down to time, my friend. I don't, I, yeah, I don't know what else it could be. Yeah, good answer. Good answer. All right, we'll allow that, mate. Well, look, we're just we 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 we're good there. We're within time. All right, okay. Well, now I'm done. I'm done, mate. I'm so 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 excited for the rest of this series, and I can't wait to see what other people think of it. I'm looking forward to seeing how it unravels. We've not seen Mothma. We've not seen yeah. So Guerrero, but this is all stuff we said in the recap. Do you know what I mean? You love it, mate. All know that anyway. So yeah, really excited for this. This is madness. It's the best podcast you've ever heard. Star Wars sessions on the mic is quite absurd. Got a Patreon now with lots of tears. From two dollars a month is all it is. Best podcast. Hello there. Best podcast. Best podcast. Roger, Roger. 
Podcast. That's right, people. From as little as two dollars a month for less than a cup of coffee at a coffee shop, you can listen to amazing content, extra shows from both Matt and I, and a cheeky podcast. Honestly, this is the deal of the century. Nice, spicy, tidy. Patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. The best podcast you've ever heard. Star Wars Sessions on the mic is quite absurd. Got a Patreon now with lots of tears. From $2 a month is all it is. Best podcast. Best podcast. Best podcast. Best podcast. Best podcast. Cast. That's right. It's the cast. It's the spiciest part of the Bitterbutt Bantina. It is the Patreon questions section. And to kick us off this week is our boy, Sean Hudson, who asks this, my boy. He says, you have your own galactic cruise ship. Uh, sounds familiar. Um, tailing from Canto <laughs> Bight. Blight. What are the top two cocktails? The name of the main band in the captain's bar and the name of the kids club. (laughs) Much love. Big HUD. P.S. Jessup and I will meet you on the dance floor after MCM London. Oh, we love to see it. That's no, that's next month now, isn't it? That's exciting. Uh, Yeah, it is. Not long. Not long. Not long. What are you saying about that, Matty boy? That's an interesting question there. Let's dip into um, the Hudson's imagination. Go on, mate. So, well, obviously, I mean, one of the cocktails got to be the Echo Base. Obviously, the Star Wars Sessions exclusive cocktail, only the fittest cocktail this side of Coruscant. Um, I, I'd, I, one of the hot cocktails would be called the uh, the Bix Teeny, named after Bix Kaline. It would be it would be an espresso martini. Why? Because she likes caff, so got a bit a bit of coffee in there. And the other one would be um, uh, a naughty Sith. Can I have a naughty Sith, please? And that would be that would be a Black Widow because they are literally a black cocktail. It's got some kind of charcoal oh. in it and blackberries. And the blackberries would be from, I don't know, Daphomir or something like that. But um, the Bix Teeny and the Naughty Sith. Uh, the band, um, Hot Lips, <laughs> not Hot Lips. They'd be like Barroom <laughs> Rock and Roll. And or what were those Irish monkeys? And, um, the Lounge Lermans, named after the Irish monkeys in the Clone Wars. Um, and the Kids Club. Oh, mate. I kind of feel after Revenge of the Sith that, you know, the word of the youngling tragedy would have spread around the galaxy. So in <laughs> honour of the Fallen, this is going to be the Saws Bandine Memorial Zone. I'm going to call the kids. Club. <laughs> <laughs> oh. What are we going to do? Well, here's an itinerary oh. of kids stuff to do, mate. Uh, oh, so that's no. what I'm going to call the Saws Bandine Memorial Zone. Um, so that's what mine are. What about you, though, my friend? What is uh, all of your answers from Big Hud? I liked, um, obviously, the Darth Vader because the guy at the Genesis Cinema, um, the, the guy, the bartender at the Genesis oh, Cinema, ran out. Was that actually his name? No. I think it was his name. Up, I had to check. <laughs> You're winding me up. That was actually his name, no, no. Bobby. All right. Yes, Bobby. Yep. Well, good old Bobby, the bartender uh, at the Genesis Cinema at the Super Star Wars night. He, I went up to the bar. He was like, oh, mate, run out. Run out of the Echo Bases. So the <laughs> Matty had. Boy's already got that. I was like, well, what else can you make? And it was just this red drink. Look, mate, I, I do not know what was Jam. in that drink. I'm not 100% sure. I know that he put jam in there. 
Yep. So it was nice. I though. mean, I want a hundred. Darth Vader's visors are red. Kind of. I didn't even know that was a thing. So uh, anyway, it was delicious. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's quite it strong. Good. But it was, it, it was, was absolutely delicious. Yes, uh, we we stand a Darth Vader cocktail yeah. here. Rim was hammered. Sessions. Um, the second dr- drink would be the the Jar Jar drink. <laughs> Jar Jar drinks. Yeah, the Jar Jar drinks. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, Misa that, liking this. That, <laughs> that would just be Misa happy, Misa happy. Uh, it would just be like a tray of shots. That's it. Jar Jar <laughs> drinks. Uh, remember that guy who did um, the really bad Jar Jar impression in the Clone Wars? Uh, you sir, Misa. Nobody knows his name, but uh, I no, like him to serve it to me. Well, that's um, that's a whole thing, isn't it? That's a mystery person, right? We, we did add it in our Jar Jar, um, the Jar Jar Inquiry, in like episode like twenty five. We mentioned that, but Jar yeah. Jar drinks and a Darth Vader. Okay, what about the name of the band and the kids club? Right, name of the band. Um, I mean, it's got to be the Jizz Club One Hundred One, right? <laughs> Why wouldn't it be? Right. If for those who don't know, that is actually <laughs> what jazz is called in Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah, for yeah. oh yeah, for the uninitiated or for the un. I'm sure most here. people know that, right? Most if people don't here that is ca- <laughs> that is canonically right. Real that is a thing. Apparently, love a bit of canon. Love to build in. Love like, some canon. D- Disney kind of wiped a lot of canon, but they were like, "No, we'll keep that." You know, the old expanded universe. We'll keep that. <laughs> That's fine. That. Mm. Yeah, very good. Okay, very okay. good. I like yeah, it. So, I'm enjoying that. Well, it's simple, isn't it? So now the kids' club, the kids' club, mm. um, it's got to be. Come on, it's got to be Lil Annie's boxing club, isn't it? <laughs> yes, everyone, yes, yes. It, it's just going to be him, just like all these kids, like punching, and it's going to be a hologram of Lil Annie just there, like yeah, bang, bang, <laughs> bang, bang, and then it kind of goes into theme with what you're doing where there will then be a realistic and an uber realistic hologram of an, a, a, of an old Anakin. Yeah. You know, behind yeah. them lightsaber ignited and they have to box their way out of a scenario <laughs> of uh, slay the youngling. So, Survival of the fittest. Unfortunately, mate, that's how it goes. Master. It's because someone deleted it from the records. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what does he say he what? says um that's what he says he says what's he saying what yoda says what does yoda say mm, the something the mind of a child is but that sounded like that crappy jar jar impression actually but um yes uh, how wonderful the mind of a child is but yeah so we've both gone for kind of youngling slaying of motifs which is a uh, pretty cool i think well you could always go like for pet the ewok or something but that's boring yeah, yeah, but oh, they eat stroke the ewok Oh, yeah. Who wants you. to do that? Who wants to go stroking Pass the poodoo. Not me. I don't want to play that. Yeah, I don't want to Maybe that we could do flick, like catapult the Ewok into the air and shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think what we're trying to say is uh, we're not going to be setting up a Star Wars Sessions crash anytime soon. So all the parents out there, you don't yeah. have to worry about the activities that we'd put on for the <laughs> Dodge the Youngling Slayer. I don't know why. Um, well, there we go then. Uh, there we are, Sean. That is our answers as usual straight back at you and all of the listeners we want to know uh what cocktails you'd have on your own ship the name of the band and the name of the kids club so let us know your answers to that 
And moving on, we've got one uh, straight hot off the press from Chris Fox, Kenobi Collects. He said, if you had to go on a 10-hour road trip with one actor from Star Wars, dead or alive, who would it be? And what would the main topic of conversation be? Also, side note, I'm on about episode 30 now, and I want to know what happened to Always Curtis, Always a Legend. Did he just stop sending poetry <laughs> one week? Uh, well, uh, yeah, that was Luke's catchphrase. Was that always Curtis, always a legend. That would always end off the Star Wars poetry end to the episode. That's about 140 episodes ago now, mate. Um, yeah, over to you, Lukey boy. Who would you have a 10-hour road trip with? And where's Curtis? Um, I'd want to know like what the beef was between David Prowse you know, and everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, what was the actual beef, David Prowse, Mister Prowse? Mm. What, like, what? Where's, where's all the salt come from? Yeah, um, yeah. You know, well, it could show actually. To be fair, yeah, that's a good one, isn't it? No, it I'm, I, I'm, 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 I'm going to be a loser, mate, and go for for a usual. I think Mark Hamill just seems like the nicest dude, and he could talk for he, ten hours. He, oh, right, he he seems like someone who you'd you could talk to for. Not that I'm going to want to talk to someone for ten hours. You know, I switch <laughs> off after a bit. And I just want I just want some me time. Play. Let's play some music. Let's just hang, hang out. Me. You know, let's just chill. Um, but I think Mark would be good at all of those because I'd like to see. I'd like to know some real behind the scenes stuff. Some real like emotion and thoughts on particularly the sequel trilogy. You know, mm-hmm. Mark's again. thoughts on that. So that's probably where I'm leaning toward right now. Um, in terms of always Curtis, always a legend. I mean, it's true. He is always a legend. Always. Um, I'm pretty sure though, didn't he get, um, like eaten by the Sarlacc or something? Something like that anyway. I think Star it was, Wars power. Wookie. <laughs> I could do. I could never I do could the do. voice. I could do. Should I replace him? Should I be the new Curtis? I reckon I could do. Yes. That. Okay. So, because I, I always used to give him some kind of witty uh, intro, and I don't. So I can't really remember any now. But um, so, yeah, hailing from America, here he is uh, for one night only. It is Star Wars poetry. Darth Vader has a flower. <laughs> what he knows <laughs> is that he's got the power, and that over there is a Tuscan. And that they are in the shower. Find me on Twitter. <laughs> Star Wars Poet. Yeah, what a lad. Good job. That one was for you, Curtis, mate. Always Curtis, always love a legend. Uh, love him. Love that guy. We should message him and be like, what's up, mate? Like, what's the crack? Yeah. Basically, I think it was a time thing. You know, Curtis is a really busy guy. I think he's got a really cool job. And um, yeah, it's a time thing. So, and we were shuffling things around the show. You know, we were, shuff- we were moving around sections and stuff. It's really interesting when people go listen to the old episodes, isn't it? So, um, but anyway, over so. to you, Matty boy. 10 hour road trip. Who are you choosing there, mate? Daisy Ridley. And there would be no talking. It'd be me awkwardly trying to find the words to say. Uh, no, actually, my 10-hour road trip, I would have um, Christopher Lee would be my 10-hour road trip. Because, again, the stories that broken tell would be uh, unparalleled. Um, and not just like, you know, kind of wartime stories, but um, film stories. I'd want to hear about his days back in Hammer Horror. I'd love to hear about that, the classic British horror studio. That's actually what I'd be rabbiting on about would just be that more than anything. Lord of the Rings, great. Um, Bond and all that, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, wonderful. Ooh, Star Wars, who cares? I want to know more about the Hammer Horror scene way back when. So mine would actually be Christopher Lee. Obviously, yeah, I mean, Alec Guinness would be a lot of fun to talk to again from a film point of view. 
uh, Harrison Ford would be awkward. Mark Hamill would be fantastic. Boyega would be a hell of a lot of fun, I think, as well. Um, Ewan and Hayden, either one of those would be great. Natalie Portman, I mean, all of them, give me all of them. But I'd go for Christopher Lee would be my one, mainly for his classic film stories. And yeah, what Luke said about Curtis, I think it was, uh, yeah, we were just, we're just changing things up. And one day Curtis was begging for his life and we put a blaster for his head like Andor. And that's how it went down. But, um, no, no, it's just, it was just, uh, it was just a straight up shuffle, wasn't it? It was, we, we wanted to just, uh, change up what we were doing. We got rid of the cat cannon bit at the end. We, we, um, shuffled around the poetry bit and just went for no game for the end. We went kind of more for that, um listener focused bantina section but uh no mate i i always love what curtis did to help us in those first however many episodes it was kind of helped a little a little identity at the end a bit of fun it was set us apart from a lot of other shows as well to start with so and curtis is a genuinely nice guy as well so um if anyone's out there reach out to him and tell him at the sessions will always love that guy curtis smith curtis smith what a legend yeah, I love curtis him. Come, come visit. Why didn't he come Super Star Wars night, eh? Why didn't he do a Jimmy Adams? I don't we know. We got eaten by a star like a shot by Andor, one of the two. But yeah, maybe. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully somehow Curtis returned. But uh, Chris, mate, thank you so much for your question. And again, I want to know who you to spend 10 hours in a car with. And I want to know what happened to Curtis, Chris. You're way back when there now. Let us know. So that is going to wrap it up then for... It's not even a Bantina. The whole show is a Bantina, 24-hour Bantina today. But that is going to do this section of the episode, the Patreon questions, a couple of filthy ones, mate. Just for the listeners, where are we on Patreon? Sorry, we are at patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Star Wars Sessions game! Game! That's right. Uh, it's that time of the show where um, we finish off with a game every week. we At the end of the show, we go, yeah, all right, let's have a game just for the bands. Just have a bit of fun. This time is my turn to host matty boy are you ready to play the goom yeah all right yeah <laughs> right okay <laughs> i need i i have i've gone out into the ether and i've said look mm. i need some help lads i need some big help okay. okay we're doing some impressions of matt hudson of hat mudson and oh boy i and I need you, I need you to do your best, Matt Hudson. <laughs> I need impression. you. Oh, no. Uh, so, so you need to guess who this is. All right. Are you so ready? Is, is it just one it, person doing it? There's, uh, there's, <laughs> there's a few. Oh, there's a few. Okay. Okay. There's, so the different people. Okay. Right. There's more than one. There's more than one. Okay. I'll tell okay. you that. There's more than one. All right. So are you I've ready? Guess who this first? You have to guess who this first one is. Ready? Right, let's okay. play the music. Let's get involved. Let's get involved. Right, ready? Oh, hang on. I've just pressed. Luke I've Blythe. just tried to. Oh. I've just. I've just tried to pay for something on my on my phone. Hang on. Let me. Let me. <laughs> order the let Nando's. Me, let me. Let me go. Right, ready? Here we are. And 
Well, mate, so, I mean, look at boy, what are you saying? What do you think of this? Um, I think mean, I really like canon, don't you know? I mean, it's so <laughs> obviously <laughs> someone... <laughs> Put some effort into it, mate. Look, when we did this, when we pranked you, at least Luke put on a German accent. Jessup. Oh, no. That's it. Spot on. Look. Look what else has he sent? Outtake. And today we're going to go through some of the spicy books. Uh, I'm not joined by Master Blywalker today. But, uh, nevertheless, gets we it. will get through it. <laughs> oh, oh, he no, gets not, it. Uh, he's uh, he's uh, uh, not joined by uh, Master Blywalker. <laughs> <laughs> he's listened then. <laughs> I, I, I always Wait. say that. Welcome to the book club. We are not joined by Luke Blywalker today because books. Okay, what about this? Look, look, this okay. is how it starts off, Matt. This ain't nice good. One, I, I feel like I should have got different people to do this, but but also I'm glad I'm glad I went to our boy Alex because you know there's clearly a love there. You know that you do, it just doesn't him. come off. It comes off in the in. The, uh, right, listen to this. Dude, you put me on the spot now. Hang on a second. Here we go. Hang oh, hang, oh, hang on. That's him just complaining about me putting him on the Unprofessional. spot. Unprofessional. Hello and welcome wherever you are in the. Well, mate, so, I mean, looky boy, what are you saying? What do you think of this? <laughs> He's already done that one. He's already done that one. There we go. What about this? Who's that who, okay. who do you reckon this is? Who do you reckon this is? Okay. Yeah, 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 your hero. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, 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 hero. Who's this? Can I, can I have yeah, one more, please? Yeah, 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 hero. I've got, oh, my yeah, word. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, hero. Oh, mate, have we got it's you stumped? Very, it's very soft and silky, whomever that may be. It, it sounds, sounds like, like the Mancalorian, but but um, it generally does. I can hear, I can hear a bit of Mank in there. Yeah, 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 hero. It's not my brother. No. No, uh, he doesn't brother. sound smooth and silky. Is it your brother? <laughs> it is my brother. Oh, is it? It is actually James. I said, I asked him though. I I asked him, I was like, can you send over some quick impressions of Matt? And he went, yeah, I can. Let me just look at my notes. And a few minutes later, he went, but his his quotes are just too rude. (laughs) There is this thing going on, which your brother and mine have, which is uh, very out of, very out of touch with sessions. Yeah, it is. Mm. It is. They basically record every time matt says something that could be interpreted as not family friendly but is technically family friendly but could be yeah you know dirty people dirty minds right there we go here we are uh, either way hello so everyone um, welcome to the sessions book club there we go so that's how you introduce the book club going forward now mate <laughs> hello yeah, very, very breathy um yeah man I th- uh, hello welcome to the star wars sessions book club i am not joined by master blywalker but we'll, uh, we'll, we'll get through won't we guys yeah yeah, yeah uh, okay so that's yeah. how it's going to be whoever's on the next one by the way if you hear a slightly stuttery kind of nervous hammered sounding me it's all in honor <laughs> of old jessup well uh, who's in honor of me apparently so <laughs> and uh, listen well, guys no. i'll be I'll, I'll, I'll be transparent with you i'll level with you every now and then we do the sessions and you go Oh mate, buzzing for this week. Buzzing to record this week. And then you go, Oh, it's my it's my turn to do the game. 
And yeah. I've. <laughs> my favourite part is when wait, the notes get changed and it's your turn. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah. If, that's my favourite. I was like, yeah, I've got two weeks to get this bad boy sorted. And even then, yeah. I think, oh no, I forgot the game. Here, here is a trailer quiz or something. But that was very, yeah. very inventive, though, my friend. Yeah. Uh, so there you go, guys. That is clearly a game that I came up with on the fly during the main conversation. That doesn't always happen, though. That doesn't. That does not always happen. But this week, that was last minute bad boy. And I'm sure you can all tell. But listen, it was all good fun anyway, wasn't it? I liked it. Was it anyway, all good fun in the end. Yeah. 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 Yeah, hero. Right, mate, boy, that's it. That's the end of the game. That's the end of the show. The bants are a high, but we have to say a goodbye. We have to bid you all adieu on those Hat Mudson quotes and impressions. I didn't realise I sounded like I was on my last breath. But that is that for this episode of Star Wars Sessions. I do appreciate it. Uh, episode 177. But the fun doesn't end there, mate. No one's ever really gone. Where can the world find us, Master Blywalker? They can find us at starwarsessions.co.uk. You can search for us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and just generally anywhere. Search Star Wars Sessions, you'll find us. Feel free to drop us a voice note. We love a voice note or just a message to our email. Hello there at starwarsessions.co.uk. Don't forget about our Patreon guys as well. Patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. $2 a month. $2 a month. What else can you spend $2 on? You know, not a lot these days. And also, we've got a really cool Discord. It's like a big fat-off group chat. If you want to join it, DM us, message us, we'll send you the link for it. That's it. Yep, all of that. And if you want to support the show for free, you can do so by leaving us a five-star rating or review on your podcast provider of choice, including Spotify still. We see them all coming in still. Thank you so much. Five stars helps the show grow. It introduces new listeners. It gets us up the algorithm. And it's another way for us to hear from more of you guys each and every week. Yes, and please tell all your Star Wars friends about us. Tell your mum, tell your dad, tell your mates, tell your cats, tell your Ewok, tell your nearest and or critique. Tell your cousin the more the merrier. The castle spicier. Yes, tell Alex Jessup and James Bly that this is the show you're looking for. But until next time, from me, see ya, and from Luke... And may the force be with you always. Luke! Luke! Ah, yeah! Friss Crocs. Oh, it'd be Cox, nope. actually. Friss Crocs. Right? What would it be? Who's that? Friss. Chris, Chris Fox. Chris. Oh! Chris Fox, yeah. Foxy. Bum, bum, bum. Essex-based podcast heroes... Tell me you have curved.